This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Sunday, February 16th, 2020. On this day in 1929, the 35-year-old heir to one of America's largest fortunes, Ned Doheny, was found dead in his Beverly Hills mansion, along with his secretary, Hugh Plunkett. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the mysterious deaths of Ned Doheny and Hugh Plunkett. Though the crime was ruled a murder-suicide, speculation continues to this day. Let's return to Beverly Hills on the night of February 16th, 1929. Lucy Doheny was tired. It had been a long day, and she was ready to turn in. But she was waiting for her husband, Ned, to wrap up his meeting in another part of the house. Late business deals weren't uncommon for Ned. As an integral part of his father's oil drilling business, he was often called upon to carry out duties at odd times. Tonight, however, was different. Ned's close friend and secretary, Hugh Plunkett, had shown up at the gates of their palatial home, Greystone Mansion, earlier that evening, demanding to be let in. Although they'd known Hugh for years, the Dohanies had been hesitant to welcome him in. Hugh's behavior had become increasingly erratic over the past months, which made them uncomfortable. In fact, earlier that day, Ned and Lucy had visited Hugh at his apartment, where they tried, unsuccessfully, to convince him to check into a psychiatric hospital. Undeterred, Hugh let himself into Greystone using his own key and settled into a guest room where he sometimes stayed. Seemingly determined to help his troubled friend, Ned went to the guest room and the two sat down to talk. Somewhat anxious, Lucy tried to stay out of it, waiting in the library. Over an hour passed as Ned and Hugh spoke, drank, and smoked together in the room. Sometime around 10 p.m., Lucy was startled from her reading. A loud noise pierced the quiet of the cavernous mansion. With trepidation, Lucy decided to summon the family doctor, Ernest Clyde Fishbaugh. Dr. Fishbaugh arrived at the mansion a little after 11 p.m. and was led towards the guest room by Lucy. As they got near the room, Hugh Plunkett appeared at the door and, in a gruff voice, told Lucy and Dr. Fishbaugh, don't come in here. He then shut the door in their faces. Just seconds later, a gunshot rang out behind the door. Afraid of what awaited them inside the room, 
Dr. Fishbaugh told Lucy not to come into the room while he himself went in. As Lucy retreated to a living room at the other end of the house, Dr. Fishbaugh opened the door to a ghastly scene. Just a few feet inside the room, Hugh Plunkett lay face down in a pool of his own blood, dead of a gunshot wound to the head. Across the room, lying next to an overturned chair, 35-year-old Ned Doheny also lay in a pool of blood, also dead of a gunshot wound to the head. Though murder had clearly taken place, police were not immediately summoned to the scene. In fact, it wasn't until 2 a.m., almost three hours after the discovery of the bodies, that police arrived. Lucy Doheny and Dr. Fishbaugh gave their stories to detectives. It was quickly concluded that Hugh Plunkett, perhaps in a fit of madness, had killed his best friend and employer before turning the gun on himself. The deaths of the two men, particularly the high-profile Ned Doheny, were front-page news. Recently elected district attorney, Buran Fitz, promised a full investigation into the crime. However, no investigation ever came. In a matter of days, media coverage of the case dried up completely, and the events of the night were officially accepted as presented by Lucy Doheny and Dr. Fishball. But many believe the full story was never told. Speculation has raged for decades about what happened at Greystone Mansion that fateful night. Coming up, we'll look into the theories about how Ned Doheny and Hugh Plunkett died and what may have been covered up in the aftermath. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. On February 16, 1929, Ned Doheny and his friend and secretary, Hugh Plunkett, were found dead of gunshot wounds in an apparent murder-suicide. Police quickly declared Hugh the murderer, and Ned was viewed as a hero for trying to help his troubled friend. However, not everyone bought the official version of events. The public didn't seem to trust that they were getting the whole story, and their suspicions of a cover-up weren't entirely unjust. In 1922, Ned and Hugh had traveled to Washington, D.C. at the behest of Ned's father, Edward Doheny Sr. There, they delivered $100,000 to Secretary of the Interior, Albert Fall. Soon after, Edward Sr. was granted the lease on a naval oil reserve worth in excess of $100 million. This exchange, 
described by the Dohanis as a loan to an old friend, would see the family wrapped up in perhaps the biggest political scandal the country had ever seen, Teapot Dome. Edward Sr. was charged with conspiracy to defraud the United States and stood trial in 1926. Ned stood by his father and swore under oath that neither had committed any wrongdoing. The courts sided with the Dohanies, and Edward Sr. was acquitted. Around this time, Edward Sr. gifted his son and daughter-in-law with a custom-built 55-room mansion built on 429 sprawling acres overlooking Beverly Hills. When it was finished, the mansion became known as Greystone for its facade of gray stone. Ned Dohaney and his family moved into the luxurious home at the end of 1928. By that time, they'd begun to notice a change in Hugh Plunkett. By all accounts, Hugh had always been even-tempered and quiet, but now he displayed erratic, unexplainable behavior. This change could have been caused by any number of reasons, including the stress of managing Greystone's construction, immense pain caused by abscessed teeth, the implosion of his 11-year marriage, or perhaps an undiagnosed mental health condition. It's also possible that Hugh's problems stemmed from anxiety brought on by an upcoming trial. Due to shifting political winds, Edward Sr. had been charged in relation to the bribery scandal once again, and both Ned and Hugh were set to testify. And while Ned had been granted immunity, Hugh had not. With the trial drawing nearer, it was speculated that Hugh had murdered his friend and then died by suicide to avoid impending repercussions from the bribe. This particular theory starts to take on water, however, when taking a closer look at the physical evidence. While examining the bodies, forensic investigator Leslie White noticed that Ned's gunshot wound was ringed with powder burns. This indicated that he'd been shot at very close range. Conversely, Hugh's fatal wound showed no outward signs of powder burns, and a cigarette still smoldered in his fingers. It would seem that Hugh had been shot from some distance. These findings did not fit the story told by Ned's wife, Lucy, and the family doctor. This evidence suggests that the truth is in fact the complete opposite of the story peddled by Lucy and Dr. Fishbaugh, that Hugh was murdered by Ned. If Leslie White's account is to be believed, his findings were dismissed by police, who pushed their official version of events out to the press. An autopsy was never performed on Ned, and both men were quickly buried at Forest Lawn Cemetery in Glendale. The competing theories of what happened that night have fueled further speculation about why Ned would murder his best friend. Some theorize that he was attempting to silence Hugh before he could unleash damning testimony against Ned's father at the upcoming trial. Accompanying this theory is speculation that the Dohanis were attempting to silence Hugh by having him committed to an asylum. Others suggest that the two men were in fact lovers and that their deaths were the horrific climax of a quarrel. 
Along these lines, still others have suggested that Lucy discovered that her husband was having an affair with Hugh and, in a fit of jealous rage, murdered them both. Though there were many theories swirling about what happened, most seem to agree that Edward Doheny Sr. used his wealth and political clout to have the case closed quickly and kept out of the media. Though the murders faded from public memory, the justice system was not so easily halted. The next year, in 1930, Edward Doheny was found not guilty of bribing Albert Fall, the Secretary of the Interior, in 1922. Though curiously, Fall was found guilty of accepting the bribe. Following his acquittal, Edward Doheny retreated from the public spotlight and died in 1935. Ned's wife, Lucy, remarried and continued to live at Greystone until 1955. Today, the mansion is owned by the city of Beverly Hills and has been seen in many popular films and television shows. Interest in the murder is kept alive by an annual theater production inside Greystone itself, as well as local ghost stories. Perhaps the spirits sighted in the mansion hold the key to unlocking the decades-old crime. The truth is, however, that we may never know what really happened in Greystone Mansion 91 years ago today. Anyone who was there took the secret to the grave. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out the ParCast original, Political Scandals. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Anthony Valsic, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Joel Callen, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson.